Welcome to the show. I am Keith Pazel, and this is my podcast. You are back. We're back. Thanks for tuning in. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get the podcast. That's where the fuck we are. Welcome back. A lot of stuff coming at you this week. We got soccer stuff. Rate, review, subscribe, by the way. Get into all that. The YouTube channel fully uploaded fully stocked premium stuff too i'm pulling off all of the old basically episodes one through i think like 75 of this podcast i think i'm gonna yank off it's gonna be youtube exclusive only so take advantage of that subscribe to the youtube channel all of that shit if you want to email me any sort of inquiry message if you want to just talk I'm here for you. I'm here to do all of that. Keith Pazel, comedian at gmail.com. That is my name. K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L, comedian at gmail.com. Crocious is back this week doing all that, getting into all of it. Uh, I was worried. Uh, last week, you, you noticed a little worry in my tone and in my voice, I thought Crocious was ghosting me. It turns out he was, but it was unintentional. So we, you know, we usually text a little bit. We're not like boyfriend and girlfriend. We we keep in touch enough to have a friendship, uh, a really good friendship. He's one of my best friends, but we don't like, I don't text him every part of the day. He's a little bit of an old man, so he goes to bed, you know, at an old manly hour, 10 p.m., He's got to get up, take it. He's got to take his Metamucil so he can get up and have a functioning morning. Um, so we were texting a little bit during the Bears-Viking game, which my Chicago Bears beat his Vikings bear down. Uh, Trubisky went out, which we do a little true. I do, you know, my my normal Trubisky defending in this episode. You will get to that a little later when me and Crow watch that TV, which is what we're all here for. Uh, Kirk Cousins have his mangina. It's classic, cr- classic Crocious dialogue. Manginas, finger bang aversaries. Uh, and then the next day we were going to go record and go over to do uh, a show. But the show got canceled. So then he didn't want to record. So I was like, that's fine. And then, uh, oh no, we were, we, he didn't want to record, but we were still going to go to the show. And then he was like, oh wait, the show's on hiatus. And I was like, well, what's going on? Is Jared Logan on the road or something? And then it was nothing after that. No, no response. What do I, is, is that too, am I poking around too much in the show business? Is Jared Logan too hooked up for me to know if he's on tour or writing somewhere? So then Monday, October 7th. Uh, Will and Clark, a couple of our buddies from Chicago, doing two black dudes in an open market, open mic at, at, at Akbar, which is right by his house. Um, nothing. Next day, Tuesday, October eighth, sent him an article about the A's moving to Las Vegas, uh, and then he sent me a text 
Uh, what's up, bud? Are you lamenting over the health of Mitch Trubisky? Now, looking back on it, I now realize that he was asking, like, How, have you not been texting me because you're so sad about Trubisky getting hurt? Um, but at the time, I was just like, well, at least he's getting my text. So I was like, okay. He answered me, and I was just like, he should be back after the bye. They got to get the running game going, though. Do you want to record tonight or tomorrow? Nothing again. Uh, the 10th, got my cable. Let's record. And then uh, this, just this, uh, f- what is it? Friday the 11th. You're going to record tonight, later on that day, if you don't want to do this anymore. I had given him the out. It, it had gotten to the point, guys, where I had given him the full out. Do you not want to do this anymore? It was like ending a, a relationship. Uh, Sunday, the 12th, are we going to record again? And then I'm off Tuesday. Uh, and then he texted me just tonight when we recorded and was like, I'm downstairs. Turns out he blocked me. He blocked my fucking number. And I know why uh, he didn't save my number as a name in his fucking phone. So he assumed I was like spam or some shit like that, which kind of hurts more than the un- inadvertent ghosting. So that was that. So Crocious is back, full full throttle Crocious. Uh, but that was the confusion. Uh, it's always something. Every time I have the plans, the studio is all settled. We got the cable hooked up. I got the positions all right. I got the cords all right. And then he inadvertently blocked me, so the communications get crossed up. But we're back. Got some soccer stuff to talk about. The fire signed uh, this gentleman uh formerly at any time a spanish soccer player gets signed they always like he'll come from a the former real madrid player but i i don't know how much he played for real madrid actually we got alvaro madron coming from madrid and who else did he play for valencia it's exciting that he's younger though that's fun that he's not just like 30 31 like at the tail end of his prime you know, as much as I love Nico Gaitone, who is a difference maker on the field, but he's still in the classic mold uh, that people criticize MLS for, of basically where European players go to fucking lay down in a coffin. Uh, so he played for Real Madrid C and B from 2012 through 2015, had about 70 to 80 appearances for them, uh, two actual appearances for Real Madrid he's been loaned out since 2015 Uh, Getafe uh, Valencia he actually got sold to Valencia 16 appearances for uh, Valencia proper uh, 16 17 uh, and then out uh, to Alves on loan so he's been knocking about clearly not good enough to land on uh, one of the main sides which means he's a fucking MLS all-star, you know? But I'll take it. I'm not complaining. Uh, let's see what else he has going for him here. 30 goals total. What position does he play mainly? He's a midfielder. <clears throat> I think they basically just got him in to replace a Dax McCarty. Uh, Schweinsteiger is gone. Uh, keep Katai, keep Frankowski. Uh, Nikolic is gone. That's another big thing that happened in the club. Uh, my guy, Nikolic, he's he's done. Uh, bon voyage. 
Nemanja Nikolic had one really, really, really great MLS year and then kind of like a couple iffy years, but three good seasons. Uh, in general, I wish we could have had uh, a better go with Bash, Basti and Nikolic because they're two really good players uh, that deserved at least a U.S. Open Cup, possibly two in a row. They're really two years in a row where it's in fucking excusable that you don't win a U.S. Open Cup. What else? Anything else catch the eye about this Alvaro Medran? So we'll see. Fire are already in PR mode as far as being back in Chicago. Uh, taking pictures at Soldier Field. Medran was at the Blackhawks game. Uh, ritzing it up. Catching a little tail probably. I'm sure he fucked so many girls. A Spanish gentleman like him rolling around a fucking hog fest like a hockey game. Come on. Cleaned up four or five in the limo immediately. What else? Villa News. They were coming off international. It was at least uh, for the wrong reasons an exciting international break. You had Euro qualifying, international friendlies. Otherwise, the big two, at least for me, were uh, CONCACAF Nations League, which is irrelevant, but I get to watch soccer, so that's fun. Um, USA beat Cuba, which this whole Nations League thing is really a disadvantage to the teams that are like on the cusp of being that actually rely on this tournament to get into the world cup. The, the United States doesn't need it. They don't need, uh, they could not play in this tournament and they're still because of their world ranking. They're going to qualify. They're going to at least qualify to qualify for the world cup teams like Cuba and Salvador and all the nations that just don't have the funding to, uh, be up there in the rankings they really rely on being in this nation's cup and I think it's you know the USA shouldn't even be in it England shouldn't even be in their UEFA Nations League you really should just leave this for the teams that are out there on the fringe this should be like a play-in game type of thing but it's not so we're on an international break uh, but Villa's, Villa's got Brighton coming up Neil Maupe going up against his old boy. He went up went up against him a couple times in the championship, but this is like real soccer going up against him. Uh, so uh, my prediction for the game, uh, at worst, 2-2 tie, but I think Villa's going to come out on top 4-2. I'm going to go Villa 4-2. I think they're going to come out swinging them legs off of the exciting high-scoring game against Norwich. Norwich was kind of in tatters uh, defensively. Uh, Tyrone Mings played his ass off, like always. Um, what else? Speaking of Mingsy, he was standing tall on the face of racism this week. So England played Bulgaria for uh, the Euro qualifiers. Um and in Bulgaria, they had like hardcore. It was almost borderline theatrical with how it. They were like doing Nazi salutes. They were dressed like fucking uh, members of a hair metal band in the early '80s. But like le legit Nazi salutes, uh, monkey sounds, all sorts of horse shit. Ming Tyrone Mings, who started for England alongside Harry Maguire, 
uh, and several other black players on the pitch said from early on they were getting racist threats and they were warning the officials about it. Uh, the Bulgarian Football Association knew about it and said, uh, fuck all about it. Everyone associated with the country kind of turned tail and said either that they didn't hear it or they didn't know about it or it was basically a no comment across the board. Uh, Tyrone Ming spoke up. They even questioned whether even uh, to play the game they could have walked off the pitch totally. Uh, but they didn't because they're fucking solid lads, solid lads. Uh, instead, they just stayed on the field and beat the ever-living Christ out of Bulgaria. I think it was six to nothing. So that was fucking great. That's a great ending to at least a, a shitty uh, experience. Plus, it's it, the you know it should be Tyrone Mings getting his first England call up, and then instead it's you know how he has to deal with this, and he shouldn't even have to deal with it. The players shouldn't have to deal with it. This should be something that the stewards fucking nip in the bud. Uh, fans sitting around it. I was at a wrestling event in Las Vegas. And people were being racist and you just, you're like, hey, shut the fuck up. Throw a fucking cup off the back of their head. It happened, you know, Bulgaria seems like a place that that would happen, though. It's very un not surprising that it happens in a very white country like Bulgaria where legit fascism probably still exists. Where people are, you know, if you're out at 10 p.m. finger banging, you know, a trans person, you get hung from a highway. That's why you got to do that Brexit. You keep everybody safe, you know. What else? USA beat Cuba 7 to nothing and then immediately lost to Canada 2 to nothing like fucking chumps. They don't even deserve their FIFA ranking. Cuba should get in over them. Cuba should get in for losing 7 to nothing. Um but the leagues are back this weekend. We had Villa versus Brighton. Uh, I think at the towards the end of the month. When do the MLS playoffs start? They take too long fucking off. MLS playoff. Let's fucking see. October 7th, the bracket came out. Let's see. Okay, so October 20th. So in a couple days. So this weekend, everything starts too. So tomorrow, uh, you got Salt Lake versus Portland. You got Seattle versus Dallas. You got Minnesota versus the Galaxy. Uh, Toronto fucking eked their way in against D.C., Atlanta versus New England, Philadelphia versus the Red Bulls. So you got some shit happening in the MLS. Um, let's see what my predictions are for these. Uh, and no two leg. This is fucking knockout the whole fucking way. Uh, I say Galaxy over Minnesota to play Ellie. You got a El Trafico for the fucking semis of the West. Um, I'm picking Portland over Salt Lake. Uh, and then I'm picking, uh, I'm going Seattle over Dallas, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas upset and beat Seattle. So I have a Portland versus Seattle, uh, West semifinal with a possible Dallas upset. And then I have LAFC beating the galaxy and sealing Ibrahimovic's return to a lower Europe league, um, and then I have Seattle over Portland. Uh, and then you have LAFC versus Seattle in the West final. LAFC in MLS. I can't deny LAFC this year. Um, but And then I got DC United over Toronto in the East. 
uh, Toronto moving on to p- play NYFC, who got the first round by. And then I got uh, the New York Red Bulls over Philadelphia. They have too much firepower for Phil- Philadelphia to last. Philadelphia kind of uh, were up and down during the year. They held their high place uh, in the standings, but I don't think it's going to hold um, Atlanta over New England. And then I got Atlanta over Red Bulls. And then I have uh, New York City FC over DC. And then, so then I got, yeah, New York versus Atlanta in the East Finals. Uh, Tough. I want New York because New York has, I'd like to see New York go to a final, uh, but I'm calling Atlanta. Uh, LAFC versus Atlanta MLS Cup final here set in stone you heard it first um uh what else hair rankings still the same number one alan saint maximin who fucking played his ass off against man united a couple weeks ago i think he's the one who sprinted across and got the assist for the goal uh arturo vidal number two sacco number three uh goran pandev uh number four uh harvey elliott five kevin babu number six hamza shajiri number seven tahith chong number eight uh, number nine, Mitchie with that pineapple, and then number ten, Obama Yang, uh, with that, all that nonsense. So the hair, hair finals kind of unchanged. I'm doing a little more research. I'm trying to deepen the wells of this hair fucking database. But I think that's it. I think we covered all the soccer and opening stuff I wanted to get into. You can follow me on social media at Keith Pazel, K E I T H P A E S E L. Uh, Adam Crocious is at Insecure Comic on Twitter. Uh, Adam Crocious on Instagram. Uh, like I said up top, subscribe to that YouTube channel. I got a lot of good stuff coming, clips coming out. I'm going to get the playlist situated. Full. A uh, full database of Journey into Nerdery episodes. Bonus uh, episode of Journey into Nerdery is going to be on the Keith Pazel podcast feed tonight as well. Uh, episode 250. Uh, you could So if you like that, uh, subscribe to Journey into Nerdery on uh, Google Podcasts and Apple as well. Um, which is my little side piece that I got going on. The OG podcast. That me and Kevin Hogan do. Uh, but without further ado, here is uh, Adam Crocious and I watching a little bit of that TV. I like the backpack, man. I always like that backpack. That, that lettering and that font is like Kansas college basketball. It is, isn't it? You know, it's got that, because, and again, was that a White Sox? No, that's a Cubs backpack. You should say, oh, it's an old, it's an old Cubs it's one. It's like when they were the whales. It's like a mixture of shit. They technically wow. weren't the Cubs when they had that logo, that lettering. That was like when, when the Federal League happened and shit like that. Oh, like the Third League was in there? Like, yeah. it was like 1914 or something? Yeah. Or- they had three professional baseball leagues. Well, in the federal league, it's like I the l- Neanderthals and humanoids. You know what I mean? Like, at one time on our planet, there were two humanoid species that were competing with each other, and we won out. 
Because you want to know why? Our brain was a little more evolved. But there was another humanoid well, species. the Federal League was based solely on gambling. That's hilarious. Like, that's why it was created. Because they were like, you can gamble. It's cheap. <laughs> give out their speed everywhere. People just snorting rails. I, I always love. I always love when like people reflect back. Like, oh, it was an innocent time. Like, no, people were. Ga- I can hear myself. Yeah, people were gambling addicts and drunks back then. That, that that's what they were. Ooh, it was an innocent time when the game was pure before free agency took. Or like like this bullshit narrative. No, they created another league just to allow the players to gamble. <laughs> No, no, no. I tell you what, they probably gambled in all sports. They probably gambled in all because Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Black Sox scandal was 1919. So they were all gambling at that time. Well, that's you know? what a lot of people even say about the Black Sox thing is like they kind of just pinned it on a couple players, but that was a league-wide thing. Oh, oh, phenomenon. Absolutely. I'm sure well, it, and was. it was. Well, and it was kind of like a... Uh, you have to... When you have, like it finally got busted and you have to punish somebody. <laughs> So it was Shoeless Joe Jackson. He can't read. He's not yeah, going to defend himself. He can't himself. defend himself. He doesn't have enough money to get an attorney. I mean, there was no union. You got, I mean, you got exploited, man. It was hardcore exploitation, you know. Exploitation is not getting paid what you're worth. And these guys were worth more than what they were getting paid. Certainly better like benefits. $5 a year and shit. I, I'm sh- Literally, though, honestly, I bet you their salaries. Like, it was probably like 100 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah. Maybe 150. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you this much. Until the late, literally until the mid 70s when free agency happened, like late 60s Cubs players, they, they would like live like in, you know, in the apartments just right across the street from the stadium. My grandpa, I, they I made like I've, 16 grand a year. You I know? think I've said this before. My grandpa played or uh, worked with Brian Piccolo. Brian Piccolo had like a day job. Wow. Like what, in an asbestos factory? No, he was a machinist. They worked in a machine shop. Oh, I'm sure there was no horrible chemicals being just shot around there. Said he walked like he had ball bearings in his shoes. As like a 25-year-old, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, and then whatever, then he got cancer, you know? I mean, I... Again, I don't know how Wait, healthy... That was a TV movie, wasn't it? Oh, Brian saw it? Yeah. Made for TV movie? That was a hit. hit. A hit, hit a dude. I, it was never played. If you don't cry at, at that movie, you don't have a fucking soul. Well, it's certainly, uh, I tell you what, I know they played it like in junior high school. My brother remember telling me about it. I said everyone in junior high school, literally half the auditorium was weeping at the end of Brian's song. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's also, well, you know, because some, he, Billy D. Williams and James Conn were acting. These are competent actors. Well, yeah, but not only does he love Brian Piccolo, but he wants you to love him, too. Well, yeah, That's exactly. The big speech at the end. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's cried. I know. <laughs> I would have picked that. <laughs> he's a rare, got a rare ability to laugh when he's. I'm sure the, what's that weird black accent I just gave right. to Gail Sayers, who, who sound, by the way, is one of the whitest sounding black men. <laughs> he seems like he's Republican. Probably. Oh, of course. Gail he Sayers is. probably voted for Trump. Absolutely, dude. He is a successful businessman. Like people don't talk about him. He, I saw his like uh, they listed all the in Crane's business Chicago. They listed like the top you know 500 companies in the Chicago area, and his company was in it, and it had like gross revenues of like 15 million bucks really? a year. Now it was at the very bottom, like literally in the last like 10 to 15 companies, but it still had gross revenues of like 15 million dollars a year, say 12 years ago. So hopefully if he didn't get murdered in 08. He 
he did okay. He's got a lot of money, you know. His name has aged well. I give him credit for that. Being able to, he didn't make any money. Gail Sayers played for six years, you know. He played for six years in the league. He made what? 30 grand a year, maybe, maybe, not even that probably, had bad knees. He had no pension to speak of. He made something out of his name. So I give him credit that he got a foot in the door in Chicago and was able to do something, you know, which again, you know, Chicago is relevant in the black experience, man. All day I've been watching this fucking killer couple show. Have you ever seen that on the Oxygen Network? I have actually watched a few of those episodes. They're so good. <laughs> this is the like the shit about having cable is you could just get sucked into so much stuff. Well, it's like it's like well, you know, my my network is the Reels network. I don't get about Reels. Before. Reels is like because it's on the same par with the kind of sensationalized television. They they know just the right emotional pitch. It's also really cheap. I find it really cheap the production. So like cheapy shit, like cheap shitty production. Oh yeah, like a Sven Gulli type shit. Yeah. Or, and just like you can tell, like the acting's really subpar. Like literally, if you and I took maybe an acting class, we you could mean act something this like caliber, this. You know, is this? <laughs> Here we're gonna we're gonna break that, this down. This, by the way, they were getting into it right away. They're hitting you with some some knowledge. Right in the theme song. So this is so the thing. So listeners of the podcast know I I played this song at the end and talked about it during it. It's a great song. It's I think eight times we've played this song. (laughs) But like they really, first of all, the theme song for the second season is a little different than the first season. They change up a few of the words because in the because in the first one season they need to explain to you what the show is. It lasted like over a year. Oh yeah. Wow. I think three seasons. You got to. Are you serious? Three, yeah. I mean, because you have to understand, McLean Stevenson, if this is the truth, you just opened my mind. Seriously. And, and you know some. I give you credit. I give you credit because I consider myself pretty knowledgeable on this period of history and TV. <laughs> but but it was like uh, McLean Stevenson had all, because he, you know, he, he opted out of MASH because he thought he was got for, too big for MASH. Not necessarily for Hello Larry, but people were like, you can be a star. Oh, yeah. You can do your own show. And he had a series of just failed sitcom after failed sitcom. But he literally had a good 10-year stretch after MASH of them still trying to make him a sitcom star. And one of the shows was Hello, Larry. And I used to always talk about Hello, Larry as being like his true bottoming out period. But you know something? He actually probably made a check for a little while. So here's you know, He probably the, made a couple hundred grand, you know? <laughs> so here's the breakdown of the song. You talk to people all day Talk to people all day for, for a, a living. living. What is that? Are you really are you really living the way you're telling people? To, like, are you just are you just putting and then they gotta be And then, like I said, you know you have a powerful theme song when they let you crack into a second verse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, look, man, it's not like they're asking easy questions here. I got girls. They have periods. They're growing pubes. <laughs> the I got to buy bras. This whole, like... 
<laughs> you can tell what they're trying to set up. Like, hey, he's not a single mom. He's a single dad. You know, yeah. it's like, and then he's got this gig where he, they're trying to layer his character. He's actually, you know, he, he sounds assured when he's talking over the, you know, on the radio. But when he gets home, he's insecure and doubtful. Yeah. You know what I mean? His hey, daughters but, <laughs> are fucking guys. It's just, it's the late 70s. We're going to deal with some issues here. And that was a big thing, too. Like, everyone was, like, doing, like, subtle Norman Lear knockoffs, you know? Like, you really look to network television in the 70s for a certain political content. Now it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, but back then, because of Norman Lear, you had to have, like, a certain social, like, gravitas that you were trying to yeah. connect with, you know? He kind of was the first woke TV guy. <laughs> I don't, if there's one adjective, I would back, never think. Can you back the mic oh, away a little sorry, bit? dude. Not, no, yeah. it's okay. just because I got it loud and stuff. <laughs> well, I had to laugh. It was a good line, man, because it was just. The, it really was. I, I would never think of the adjective woke when describing. Because oh, he probably says you know, the blacks and like he's you know, probably not. Mashes, like, well, I don't even. I just don't know if the term woke would even. I, it barely makes sense to me, and I'm pretty woke. You know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty for for a guy my age. You gotta admit it. I'm I'm pretty with it in a lot of ways. You know, compared to a lot of stiff. <laughs> Ooh, they've been As advertising this one all day. Keith. They've been what? advertising this killer couple all day. This, yeah, oh yeah, well, they're this basic for instinct a... type broad. It looks like she's laying in bed with Alex Jones. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, is this like? Are they? Is that mother daughter? Or are they a lesbian couple? Maybe I don't know. I, there's too much of an age difference. God, who knows, man? The whole murder thing. I, I just I gotta be honest with you, Keith. If you ever truly murdered someone, in what context would it have to be? You think? If I was. Like being attacked? No. Or? If I honestly, because it would have to be a way I would know I would get away with it. <laughs> so I. <laughs> so obviously I, proving the, the theory that people just have a conscience to do good deeds. Just you know, it's like no, no, they don't. They want to know if they're going to get caught. I or would not. just nudge someone off of Mulholland Drive as they were <laughs> jogging and just keep going and just roll them. <laughs> That that might be that's kind of no. So you got this anonymity to you see. I have to have someone I truly despise. For me, it's a crime of passion. If whatever actually happened, it'd be this impulsive action, like you son of a bitch, like you know, like like. It, it, it this just seems of, like a question that you would call in to. They don't pay? Well, Crocious, it was the 80s. No, it was not, no, it was the late 70s. Okay. This is the truth, Keith. I got to be honest with you. This is the truth. And, and I've said this to you before. It's been a theme. When, when Reagan got elected, like, I, I, there was a palpable shift in the air. Like, things felt different when he got elected. And it was like, so there was like the late 70s were very much Carter's time and the malaise was on. I mean, 79, looking back on that as a 10-year-old, I remember Carter gave a speech to the country just talking about the malaise of the country. That's what he was just talking about. I was about. listening like, to this hey. podcast today about how awful Nancy Reagan was. Oh, well, she's... <clears throat> About yeah. how it's actually her that made him conservative. He was like a New Deal Democrat. Oh, well, his he, dad was liberal and well, shit. yeah, but he was well. You know, he also. Uh, I mean, GE Theater hired him on in the early '60s because they knew he was a voice of uh, 
of, of the oh, new kind of Oh, he was a war propaganda guy. You know? oh, and he, was, and, and he they, did World War II propaganda. Well, he also, you know, he was uh, he was the head of the Screen Actors Guild. That was post-McCarthy era. And I'm sure the Screen Actors Guild was like, okay, we need someone everyone knows is a vehement anti-communist to be the head of SAT, to be the head of the Screen Actors Guild. It's got to be that, right? You hear what I'm saying? About, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, Reagan was head of Screen Actors Guild, I think, in the late 50s, early 60s. And that's got to be right after the McCarthy He era. was into it. He he hated com- uh, commies. And well, well, I mean, I th- and I'm sure even though, like, it, it was, like, suppressed and it was like, okay, McCarthy, you're a terrible person. And Roy Cohn being his, his staffer, along with Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy was also McCarthy's, uh, one, of his, one of his staffers. People don't realize that. They don't remember Flicking that. Flicking through. I'm trying to get a sense of what's on TV here. You know, you so keep talking though. I'm but, but yeah, but but the point is, is um, well, this is the uh, point. McCarthy, you know, it, 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 stopped. It, coming in. <laughs> it stopped. Here's my convoluted explanation. It stopped when Eisenhower got involved, and McCarthy was basically humiliated nationally for what he for his, his red baiting and and you, know, and you know communist show trials and so it was like Salem witch hunt stuff was going on because there was such communist hysteria in the country. There was real fear over it. So obviously Hollywood was deemed like an area where a lot of communists were at because a lot of communists did come to Hollywood right at, right during the, like right before this uh, in Germany in the Second World War because they worked in the film industry and. Germany, Berlin was the dominant force of the film industry in the 1920s. So a lot of filmmakers and stuff who were left-wing socialists and communists, they moved to Hollywood and worked on films, like thousands of them did. So there was a real, and, and they were going to control some movies made by Goebbels. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was no, not that. But the yeah. point is, is <clears throat> but that it, was the birth. What, what I, you're just kidding, but like that was, of what, our, the birth our of what? film industry started with Nazi propaganda. Oh, films. no, no. I'm telling you, uh, the German wave that came in completely affected was, the arc of It's of, a beautiful of, movie. Of, uh, of, um, of There's Hollywood. a couple of those Hitler movies where you're like, listen, this, this kind of looks she, good. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. I mean, they embraced all new technology because they were literally creating a new man. <laughs> Yeah, that's they wanted like this to create weird new worship Why of we? technology. We're, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm yelling in the, in the microphone, but no, but with um, uh, but the, the point no, is, no, you could yell, just make sure you back it away when you. Yell. But it, it was uh, the whole McCarthy thing, and, and with um, uh, you know, uh, and obviously Hollywood was in its sights. I'm sure Eisenhower said, okay, well, we're going to get rid of this guy, but yeah, Hollywood, you have to like. You can't give Marxist films and stuff. You have to like change your content. I'm sure, whatever. I don't know if that would happen or not. That's just my speculation. But Dude, getting Ronald like Reagan, WGN getting America, Ronald Reagan as the head of SAG was absolutely irresponsible. How much do you Had think Tim Allen is making from WG? Like they're playing Last Man Standing all night. He's probably making just tonight alone. He's probably making fifty thousand bucks tonight. Sixty, seventy. Jesus. Just tonight alone, I'd say probably. You he's know, so I mean, he's got. I might even be under, under, under underestimating it, but no. Um, we got uh, oh, Houston's is, dominating. Yeah, they are. I like to see it, but um, yeah. So I didn't mean to go off with Reagan, Nancy Reagan, and Hello Larry. There was a distinct uh, late 70s. 79 was very different from eighty one. Now, granted, I was ten to twelve, and, and you're becoming much more aware. But during that time period, pubes happened. Well, no, I, I was behind the curve. That's why I'm actually happy about that now because I look young for my age. Hit puberty very late, very late, which is good. Like not until I was sixteen before I really hit puberty. You know, fourteen years old, I was basically like a, like a, a tall nine year old boy. You know, that's what I was. And we've yeah. already established you had a mullet. Well, yeah, absolutely. Everybody kind of did, though. Oh, yeah, back then, that, that was the hairstyle. Was the if hairstyle. you look at my high school yearbook, 
I mean, it's petrifying. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad, you know. Portland is a long way from LA. Hello, Larry. You better start to grin, because you never know just what they're going to say. You never know what they're going to say. He like, said when you, when, you, when, you, when, they call it, when they call in, you better start to grin, because you never know what they're going to say. <laughs> Not, I bet that yeah. says something about the fact that in that era Reagan abolished all mental facilities and shit. No, like no, that. no, no. In no, California, I, I, he did that. Well, oh no, no. It, when they first, yeah, that that was one of the ways that the state was the actually budget. trimmed. Yeah, they cut, and then that was a big difference too. That's I remember going into late seventies DC, and, and listen, urban America in the seventies had real fucking problems everywhere. And I don't mean urban America like Black America. I just mean the cities. The I think well, that's cities. probably just when overpopulation hit a peak of just like they didn't figure out that birth control and crap yeah abortion wasn't legal in the 50s so it was all these people in their 20s and 30s you know it, it, it was you know that whole freakonomics concept i mean there was a you know crime was bad but you know something keith this is the truth i remember going to dc because my father worked in dc and you didn't see many homeless people in the late 70s you didn't really see that many homeless people reagan got in within a year or two much larger proliferation right. You, you saw many more homeless people. So that part of the infrastructure, the social infrastructure of having mental health, like state-sponsored mental health care facilities and stuff and mental health institutions, they cut the budgets dramatically for that and just said, you got to go out in the street, basically your family's got to take care of you. And, and because of that, that's one of the reasons why we're in the state we're in right now. This is 40 years in the making of what's going on. And it's weird know? because people were like, Clinton was dope and Obama was dope, but it was kind of like... We've been in this, like you said, 40-year stretch of just Listen, like kind of Clinton, straight fascism. Well, here's the thing about it. Clinton and Obama are minor detours off of what Reagan's election and the response to what went on in the 60s and 70s. I mean, there was a deliberate response of like, no, this is what we have to do to because this scared the shit out of us, you know, because a revolution was, in the, it was truly in the air. It was truly in the air. Not this bullshit that's going on now. Uh, so it was a real response to that. And Reagan's election, it's a real pivot point. And, and o Clinton and Obama were, you know, they're slightly off the track of that. But this sort of neoliberal economic model has been the dominant model for the, uh, you know, for the past 40 years. And this is the result. You have this massive, massive accumulation of wealth amongst a very small amount of people. And the rest of us are just basically struggling to get by, you know? And it's, you know, I think there's always a nature of that. You know, I think there's always going to be that. You know, this whole argument, too, of like, ooh, 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 you just want equality. Do you want socialism? I'm not even talking about socialism. I'm talking about just basic fairness. Like, what's defined as right. fair? How things are structured. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about equality. You know, there's a chemist who's better than me. Uh, uh, LeBron James is a superior basketball player to me. You know, I have certain skills that other people don't have. You know, it's like we aren't necessarily equal in the results. I get that. But my God, have some basic decency and some basic fairness. That's all. That's all. That's all we're asking for. You know, <laughs> but uh, but this is a as you're saying this, I'm, I, I'm thinking of we're not going to take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. Well, that was... <coughs> see, for me, that was the dumbification. That you don't have to blow out the window. Sorry. Smoking these weed pens, son. Can I put it there? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want it again. But no, it, it was... You see, that when you, when you mentioned the Twisted Sister song, you see, that, that was... Reagan had totally taken over by that time. Reagan got... They got smoked in the 82 midterms. They got really housed. They lost the uh, house... 
again, I'll go back to it. What Trump is doing right now is this weird bastardization of what Reagan did. But Reagan, when I look back on it, I would I just take think it's Reagan funny now. to put this in the background while you talk about politics. It's in the late 70s, I mean, there was just, it was a fundamental shift. And his, his election was, it, it changed the game. Deregulation became, I mean, it became the real sort of buzz thing, lowering taxes on, on the extremely wealthy um, and, and just, just riding that wave. Uh, but they also were thrown for a loop by Clinton. They did not like, that's why they hate Clinton so much, because Clinton actually made it kind of work. Hell, even though it was. Yeah, the return. Oh, no, they're on a commercial. You know, so it, it just, um, yeah, I mean, this this neoliberal economic model has been the dominant economic model. And now they're going even darker now where they're, they're really just trying to bring up like race and stuff and make that part of their discussion, which it always was back then, too. The Willie Horton ad being a classic example of that. But, oh, uh, but they're much more blunt with it. Much more podcast, blunt with it. Uh, Reagan would straight like make people up. Like he would say he got letters from people like I got a letter from a one armed guy who said that he didn't mind if I cut his taxes or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to play that angle. Yeah. And, and like and it working for, for a and lot. He, for like, well, the famous people, one. The famous one is for he invented a lady that had 30 addresses or something like that. <laughs> And like that was she was the face of like we can't give out welfare. Oh, welfare queen! Yeah, there was a welfare queen. There was a, a black and, woman that they really exist. put out there. She was not real. I they, mean, it, it is so cynical and disgusting to do that, uh, and it's so mean spirited and so manipulative and conniving and just so wrong. Uh, but but works, but works, and that's why they do it. So. And the only way it stops is just by resisting it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's well, a big night. You, we got the BET Awards oh on tonight. God. This is this, this is, is why me and Crocious are here. <laughs> Who's that multiracial transgender Asian woman guy? Is that a man or a woman? Is, is, is it? No, no, I think it's Jesse Smollett. <laughs> I don't know. I who. love how he's holding a Coke. Clearly, no, I mean that 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 person with the red live shirt. Like, is oh, that, that's yeah. a woman. I think it's a yeah. woman. Yeah. She's huge, though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Larry. Portland is a long way yeah. from L.A. But no, I, I want to go. When but, your daughter's trans and you don't know what <laughs> to do. I tell you what, it's interesting. Like this, this is a, uh, the openness with the trans thing is interesting. I mean, this does is it a new even, phenomenon Are you even for me. like, does it even not, not that you're against it, but like as a, someone who's just not used to it, do you find yourself being like, yeah, I find it a little weird. You know, it's funny you mention that, I, and I'll answer that honestly. Uh, it's funny. I was asked a question by a good friend of mine. We're of the same age group, and she's like, oh, you're in Hollywood right now, and God, tell me. And she's this big art queen, very much a fag hag. I have to preface it with this. She's very much you know, supportive of gay people, okay? Um, of that era, she was called a fag hag, you know, which that was actually a woke expression for back then. <laughs> yeah, right. And... Uh, and she was just like, well, who, what, who's the queeniest gay person you've seen? And I said, you know something? I got to be honest with you out here. You know, and, this, and this is a credit I give to the younger generation. Um, you know, gay folks are pretty integrated pretty well. Just good old-fashioned gay folks are pretty integrated, I think, pretty well. Like, you don't, I don't, like, think to myself, ooh, well, that person's this and this person's that. I, I don't have, like, a visceral response. But the one thing I have noticed, I've seen a lot of men in transition. 
at least once or twice a week in my neighbor. I see like men who are in transition. It is. You don't see and, a lot. Uh, I don't see a lot of women that are becoming men. Nah, yeah, that I don't. Or maybe it's a different. Pro- it's. I think it's more common for for men to become women. You know, uh, I think it's just more common within that. I mean, I don't know. I. I what, what do I know? I don't live the Dude, life. I gotta tell you, I love what you're saying about the yeah. trans people, but I just gotta say, I love me some Pirates of the Caribbean what, movies. Good production. They knew what they were doing. They're just entertaining. They are. They know what they're doing. It's just top to bottom fun. What are the movies of your era that were like that, where you're like, this isn't good, but it's like... One final point about trans. Okay. So that's what I've noticed. But for me, you ask that question honestly. You know something? I'm What I feel, honestly, and this is the truth, especially if you see a real fucked up person, I feel sadness. I feel like a certain like, like, oh, that person's life. When they're, I mean... When it's ba- you know really bad, like drug use has gone on and stuff. Like where I work out, I go to the Y on Schrader in between um, Hollywood and Sunset. I went there last night. It's right on the same street as like this big gay and lesbian center, which did not exist there before. So I think that that's kind of a there's a homeless thing there, and I think there's a there's a th- just a thing going on there. You know, with a lot of I think people from across the country who might be oh, trans. Oh, by the Roosevelt. And, uh, no, this is well. This is like on Trader in between Hollywood okay. and Sunset. I'm trying to think. Like the CNN building isn't that far away. <laughs> Amoeba Music is relatively close, yeah. maybe two blocks away. Two LA blocks. You think Big Ted blocks. Turner's in that building, like jerking off in his no, office God. or something? He, he lives outside of Atlanta, so much, much lower taxes in Georgia. I'm sure they're half of what they are in California. But no. But but the point is, so I'm really, you know, I'm not. I feel more uh, if it's a person who's you can tell is struggling. I feel compassion. I feel like this is not an easy life for that person, you know, so, but Dude, this it, is a different, but you know, some honestly, Keith too, growing up in the late seventies, there was a certain openness at that time. This is pre-AIDS. This is pre-AIDS. Pre-GRIDS. Like, like there was, uh, you know, there, there were transgender like athletes and stuff that, you know, in the seventies, that was a pretty big deal when that kind of came out that, oh, Renee Richards, you well, know, and apparently Jenner wanted to do it. Wow. In the like Olympics? Right after, right after, right when he met Chris, he was like, yeah, I want to do this. And she was like, what are you, fucking nuts? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Are that, you crazy, Poppy? That, that that's the face of, even though her she politics. She to put money on UCA Stafford? Her, her politics are horrific because they're, she is a huge Republican. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, we're talking about Jenner now. Yeah, We're talking huge. about Caitlyn. You know, and it's just like. But like, uh, she deserves credit. I, I, I think that she, and for the entire country to be aware, there are people out there that feel this, that are this way. I was out on the forefront. You know, so <laughs> that was a pretty good impression. <laughs> My mouth, it's just been from the plastic surgery. And Holy shit. Yeah. Mahomes left the game. That's crazy that, that, that Bruce Jenner wanted to tr- transition in the late 70s. That would have been huge. Because he was a star, you know. That was, Bruce Jenner was a fucking flat-out star, you know. Oh, he was <laughs> on the cereal. 70s. They don't put people on cereal boxes anymore. Absolutely, That's like superhero shit. You know, he was also in "Can't Stop the Music," the making of the Village People. Was he? Which, was he doing was, the '80s dance? Oh, uh, and, and like tight, tight shorts and shit. The shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder '80s dance. Uh, what an odd career choice. I'm going to be in this obviously gay movie because I'm actually a transgender, I guess a woman, right? Like, I'm, I'm a, is, is that what, is that, am I being proper by saying transgender woman? Yeah. Just transgender Transla- man. Trans woman. Because it, it was a woman in a man's body, you know? Right? I've talked about this before. 
you know, was it the Navajos or certain uh, Native Patrick Ameri- Mahomes believed to have suffered a dislocated kneecap yeah. in Chiefs blowout. Yeah, I watched That's that. out for the year. Well, they say six weeks. Ooh. Six that, weeks a chunk of that time. That hurts, though. Yeah, they showed it. He was in pain. You, could, you knew something was wrong because he was like, he, he did not like... He was f- slapping the ground, well, and, 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 shit. He was just, and he just oh, actually didn't want him. He was he was like like oh something just broke, you know. Like he, he like it was more like a like a shock, you know. It was a fourth down play, and they did a quarterback sneak. I'm I'm surprised they won that game. My brother's a big Chief fan. We were breaking it down, and they, uh, you know, their defense kind of well, sucks. My criticism, dude. I that's what I said what? when people were when people always compare Trubisky to him, which is out the window. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. But I'm like, here's here's the difference. Here's where Trubisky's in a better spot than Mahomes is. Yeah. They need Patrick Mahomes to throw five touchdowns every game. Well, today they didn't. Be, also, it's because Flacco's <clears throat> a statue. Suck. Well, and the, the Broncos, Broncos offensive suck. line sucks, and they suck. They're a bad team. They're going to win like five games if they're lucky. But aren't they like 0-4? They were 2-4. Okay. They won two games in a row, and they shut out the Titans, I think, in their last game. So they were going to do it through defense, but... The Chiefs, what I watched, they were just outclassed. And the Chiefs aren't that good. The Chiefs are injured all over the place. Their offensive line's injured. Their defense, but they blitzed a lot, and Stacco's a flat. Uh, uh, Stacco. I call him Stacco. Because he's a statue. Stink, more Flacco. like Stinko. But he was. <laughs> that's right. This is uh, Mike. Was it Mike North? Is it <laughs> the Mike North Morning Show? Dude, that show was fucking incredible that was meathead radio 101 yeah 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 certainly but but an improver over man cow better than man cow i'll tell you that much oh yeah 100 percent. you know but no i I was gonna say though with um we were talking about that with uh i i I like your justification on trubitsky your rationalization still trying to justify him but you know something I know he's not good. He's just not good. The NFL and sports are so different now. You pretty much have See, to be but good you, immediately, but or within like fifteen games or something. You know, he's good though. Like he's not bad. I think he's, he's got, not Rick Meyer. Listen, he, no, I agree. Listen, I agree. I, I, I agree. I mean, and he's, he's not, not Moses Caleb Moreno. Like he's Kate, not. Yeah. He's better than Jonathan Kyle Orton. Quinn. He's better than he's, Jim Miller. He's as good of, as at least Jay Cutler. And you could well, have won a Super Bowl with Jay Cutler. It, it, it's va- it's value of replacement. I mean, and you have to try to develop someone. And I I get what they're trying to do. He's a good athlete. You can tell. I mean, it's like this guy. You know can what's move pretty you know well. what's fucked up with him? He's got to learn. You know, what, the NFL and you could and you could hard. you could track this on the tape. And it's it's weird. It's hard to sustain this. He throws. He started one year at North North Carolina. He throws pinpoint accurate on the run. All his great throws are when he's running and throws on the run. That's why he I'm surprised cannot, they haven't allowed him to do that he more. He cannot. He's not a good pocket passer, basically. Yeah, and, and they want to try to. It's a classic. And thing. they say like, and maybe it's just you have to break the mold. But to be a great quarterback, you need to be able to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. We have. To, you do have to have enough of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the game has changed. It's definitely changed from when but I was. But there was younger, one pass you know? he made against the Redskins where he they were like on the thirty yard line and he escaped the tackle and zipped out and kind of flung the ball and yeah. it was a pinpoint. Yeah. Corner of the end zone pass. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, just have him do that all the time. Well, here's the thing about it too. I mean, and I have you know whatever if I if I want to get off the hating on him stuff. You know, he, he should do that against bad teams. And, and if he's able to do it against a bad team, then there's something there. You know what I mean? You have to be able to work and then develop that against, okay, he can do this against good teams on the road. You know, it's like, and then you have a truly good quarterback. When you're good on the road, 
you know? And so it's like, you know, watching Cousins, it's just like, you know, he's good against bad teams and he's good at home, but on the road in a game that counts, he ain't going to do shit. He just doesn't have it. So, but, but, but with Trubinsky, I hear what you're saying, he, but God, he can't. He zeroes in on that first read too much, and he has a hard time. He can't throw an intermediate pass like down the seam. Yeah, you like know? little bloops. Or, or, or like, behind the linebacker, in front of the safeties, that pass to me consistently. I feel like that's a separating point for a certain type of quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going I, down some possible movies for us to watch here. I, I hear you. American Nightmare. No, you can keep no. talking. Yeah, about yeah, but but, but it just I, I just feel like, you know, maybe, maybe I have to watch a little bit more of him, but I don't I ain't buying it. I just ain't buying it yet. Maybe, you know, again, it's only a second full year as a starter. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, he did start some of his rookie year, though, the he end, He played right? 10 games his rookie year. Oh, he but played he got, a lot. But he got thrown in, and he was playing under John Fox's offense. He you was, know? like, playing under a whatever-the-fuck offense. But but he's got a good 30 games under his belt now, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to start seeing a little more consistency at this point. You, you ha- like He has to kind of figure some shit out this year where you see, like, flashes where it's like, oh, oh. And, and also, like, win a game or two because of him. Because of right. something he did. You they know? did last year, but it was against the Buccaneers when he threw seven touchdowns. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and they beat the Redskins handily, but the Redskins are want to watch phobia. A little bit. <laughs> uh, let's go. To, that, that's in. That's in the. That's in the running. Arachnophobia yeah. is in the running. Absolutely. Also, I figured out Crocious, and that's it. behind the candelabra. <laughs> also, also Crocious, you know what I figured out? What editing is the key. Listen, if you can. Ed- a good buddy of mine who's a documentary filmmaker now in Boston, I talked to him this week about my script. He helped me write my sitcom pilot, and he gave me some good good advice on this. But it was, you know, uh, but he's a... Uh, There's a Maradona documentary. He, I wouldn't mind watching that. He is a... He's a uh, buddy of mine is an editor uh, by trade, and he got involved in the business by doing sound editing originally for like some like you know low budget TV shows. Well, he's now a pretty successful documentary filmmaker. He's got a buddy he works with, and they they've done like several documentary like historical documentaries. Like I think I've mentioned this before here, they did a documentary on like um, the history of North Carolina, a one hour documentary where it'll be in like the State Historical Society of North that Carolina. That has to be horrendous to make though. Well, I mean, it's, you it's know, just like, holy fuck. You, you got to go through a lot of stuff, you know, and uh, a lot of the but, history of tobacco, but like also, a lot of tobacco, you know, <laughs> well, I think it's, they also, Slaves. They, they try to add like a cultural flight. element Wasn't to flight it. out there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. But there's also like, they try to get into the culture of like, the music of North, like he did one for Oklahoma, Louisiana, and North Carolina, Southern states. And uh, for the Louisiana one, they got they got flown down to Louisiana to uh, Baton Rouge, and they had a gala event <laughs> or gala event, whatever. And, and it was uh, you know the governor was there, the lieutenant governor, senators were there and shit. And it was five hundred people for this unveiling of the history of Louisiana, and and they got other work out of that because they did a pretty good job out of it, on it, you know, because they they would do a good thing about the music and and weave it with like political stuff, and they'd have like a dark side to it. <laughs> You know, but my point is, he was an editor. If you can edit well, it's a good skill. It's a good skill. Yeah. I mean, it'll make the podcast funny. It'll make it pop a little better. So do you want to watch Smeridona or do you want to watch Arachnophobia? Or do you want to keep looking? How about Diego? 
how how distracted are you going to be with Diego Maradona? Well, I've never seen this, so let's not like we could like be distracted. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Let, let's. This actually looks kind of appealing to me. So do you want to watch this? Yeah, yeah. Let's put on the the Maradona one. Okay, but yeah. we have to put on subtitles then, because, so we could like wander and know oh, what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, because it's in Spanish. It, well, and it's a documentary, so yeah. like, and and I, neither of us have seen it, so I think the the chances that we space out because we're watching it increase but i'm down yeah 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 no no you yeah, know? absolutely no yeah i, I want to watch we just it. gotta make sure we talk about soccer yeah while no, we yeah, do it if i can do it it'll eventually turn into me talking about the nasl that's what it'll turn well, that's into, all you know of my <laughs> of my indulgent goofy personality you hey know? that was a big league for a little bit fuck yeah it was they just expanded too quickly it was listen the cosmos and they didn't do, and they didn't do what the mls is doing right and charging 250 million dollars to start a franchise wow that's amazing it's worth that much i mean well i don't know if it's worth that much it's just what they're charging that's what you find of a lot of in soccer is just what like what the market does well like what the market's like it's the market this is the market so this is what we pay like aston villa signed this dude named tyrone mings for like 28 million pounds which is like 35 million dollars and, it's a lot of and money. The, it's a lot of money and he might not now he's worth it he plays for England he had a good year he got yeah. he's he was actually in the news this week because he got let me put on these fucking subtitles uh he was uh playing England and Bulgaria Look at his late 70s hair just fucking late 70s poverty Oh and dude and he does so much cocaine Oh yeah he was a big cokehead right was <laughs> he's still a big hooker that's part of what this documentary is about oh man because <laughs> he is a weird folk hero i mean literally he's a hero like everyone knows who he is <laughs> yeah that could also be the fun of this too is us trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in this documentary but i want to talk about the nasl guy and being the Go new york cosmos it. the new york cosmos. i need to do a soccer podcast anyway this could be a, a half and half <laughs> the, the 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 cosmos Used to draw, it'd sell in out giant stadium, giant stadium. eighty thousand people. And they or play like on astroturf. It's like Barcelona. It must be must have been horrible for oh. their ankles and knees. What well, uh, old fuckers like old Beckenbauer Pele. out there? Franz Beckenbauer, Giorgio Canalia was also in there, and then I hated Giorgio Canalia. And then and then it was uh, God. Who else was? They had a couple other uh, known famous European. They didn't have George Best, and they didn't have Johan Cruyff. <laughs> But they also had a couple other guys. Look at that like, coat no he's guys. wearing. You have Maradona wearing a fur coat. He was oh. like Ric fucking Flair, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean, he was a... St- and in Argentina, you could be Ric Flair with $2. Yeah. Oh, man. It was that country, like that region of the world. I mean, there was some real like revolutionary activity going on in South America. Like there was some definitely like, like some movements going on of like... Argentina's soccer jerseys are fucking sick, though. They are pretty good, aren't they? They got nice fucking... Classic powder oh, blue white. That was colors. a great. Did you see that pass? Hey, he crossed it in. Look at did that you hair. See that? He looks totally different now, dude. Drugs beat him to death. Physically, he just looks terrible. But he isn't psychologically prepared yet to take on so much responsibility. Yeah, he's not. They're basically saying he's he's taking on too much of the life before he's ready for it. Well, he's like he's the best soccer player in the world at 22, and he's fucking doing all. It's, and he's doing coke when. Like Good movies coke about too, cocaine <laughs> are made about this era. Yeah, 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 absolutely. In the 80s, that was a uh, 80s 
I tell you what, living in a small town in Wisconsin might have been a good thing in the long run for me because, ooh, when you would, uh, like, going to visit my father in D.C., the Coke thing and the crack thing were, oh, my God, look at that, man. Oh, that's a fucking brutal injury they just show. What happened? Uh, he just, his ankle just gets ligaments and fractures. I mean, oh, ugh. oh. This is, like, early in his career. Look at those jeans, dude. He's wearing some tall-ass jorts, dude. He was up there in the crotch. But he also, fo- oh, my oh, Lord. There we go. There's a banana hammock. Sock. <laughs> he's just jogging around. Like Richard Pryor and busting loose. I don't know. Was just- <laughs> I always forget he played for Barcelona for three years. Oh, yeah. Between Napoli and Boca, he played for fucking Barcelona. And then he went to Napoli. Napoli's Oof. the big That must have been. Fee. I mean, dude, Spain is great. Spain yeah, is the Yeah, but he didn't best. get along with the manager. But I mean, living there and being like an athlete in Spain, that ain't a bad life. I, I tell you what, Spain is a good... I should, I should be learning Spanish here, Keith. I should be taking People Spanish. People talk to you like you know it. Oh, did you see that? He just kicked someone oh, in I the know. face. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, man. Is this, is this, was this Boca and Raton? Or who? <laughs> oh, was, no, I don't want to go that far. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, well, well, I'll edit it out. Yeah, no, that's okay. But, yeah, no, he's uh, he is living the watch, life. Watch, watch, watch. Like, late. He kicks that. God damn it. I, I just, yeah. Here, well, I'll just go back. Look at him, dude. He's wearing fucking, he, he's in the disco era, too. He probably lived in a yeah. Latin disco and shit. Well, this is like, this is like early 80s. Looks like he's dancing around with Peter Tosh. You know, I, I, that, that would be amazing. That is oh this is the transfer when they when he wanted out of there. Watch this, watch this. Oh, he got that guy in the face. Like a shining wizard knee. Oh, he's kneeing people, dude. Is this this shining wizard? Is is that a wrestler? Yeah. (laughs) That's a (laughs) great. That's funny. That's funny. Just because it's such a move. If you need someone in the face, they're going down. You know. You catch them right? Oh, 100%. You could kill somebody. You could absolutely crush you're, you're their gonna fucking blow up bone. their jaw and break their nose and shit. I mean, yeah, you're going to fuck them up. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I'm so glad. I mean, knock on wood, I have been jumped, but I haven't had the shit kicked out of me in a long time. Like stomped out, kicked yeah, out. Yeah, like punched a good couple times in the yeah. face and shit. You know, like I haven't had a good. Good punch. I never had. You know, I've never been beaten ever. I've never been beaten, but I've had punches thrown at me. Absolutely. I feel like you got to be beaten in your life to have like a like a, there's a certain like. Yeah, you should know what it feels like to be beaten. Well, I did get the close I ever got to was getting jumped when I got jumped by two guys in Old Wicker Park, back when it was the biggest heroin dealing park in the city. It of used Chicago. to be bad, dude. You yeah, it was. Let me ask you a really question bad. just like, to get some argument fuel. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but MacArthur Park, when it gets dark, is riddled with rats. <laughs> it's atrocious. Um, yeah, riddled. When you with say rats, you mean actual rats? Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. F- fleets. They climb up the trees and shit, and they just run in between the barriers. They don't get to over here. I love how you like looked at my wall. Yeah, I did. Because it's like what I'm thinking is like, well, and these fuckers who take care of the homeless people, they bring fruit cases of fruit and then you got rotting fruit what, what, what you have to do is kill the rats and the homeless yeah. people no no what you do if you're smart and this is a, this is why logan uh, lincoln square where i lived in chicago was a good neighborhood it was a very well-managed neighborhood they allowed 
a good like four or five alley cats in the neighborhood. They would just allow these alley cats. They, they weren't like, they didn't call animal control. They just allowed the cats to exist because they kept the rat population in line. So, you know, you'd see some rats in my neighborhood, not very often. You'd oh, see and I a forgot rat to tell you, twice a year. I have a soundboard and one of the clips is, is. What's this? What's it do? Oh, come on. God, he lives in, he lives in neighborhoods. I got it all. Hello, Larry. But yeah, it, it um. Yeah, That's a soccer fan. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the rat thing, what's disturbing about it is that they, I mean, I'm not a believer that, I mean, plague still exists in the world. It actually does like in Western. No, China it's more of an annoyance. I don't think. Yeah. It's a, yeah. But it's like, but there's, they're gross. They have fleas yeah, and shit. Yeah. And, and they're, yeah, it's like unhealthy things are around them. So you've got to keep your rat population in line. They're like, you know? they live under the trees. They figured out where they live, but here's, and I know this is what it is. Yeah. All these LA pricks out here are, they're nicer to animals than they are people. <laughs> so, you know, they can't just exterminate these fucking rats. They have to do it humanely or whatever the fuck. I, I can't They would send people that. to trap them before they'd kill them. Smoke them out. Listen, dude, you go Bill have, Murray on these bitches yeah, in yeah. fucking Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Varmint Kong, dude. Yeah, yeah. What you need to do is you need to just have some good uh, uh, alley cats. Just put a bunch of feral cats out there. Yeah. And they'll keep it in line. Or a mountain lion. Now, now, now a feral cat's going to get killed every once in a while, get hit by a car, and that's disturbing. But no, but, but ha- 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 having enough feral cats, it's a cost benefit. <laughs> and that's disturbing. You know, but you know what I mean? Because you're going, like, people, oh, we don't want to kill rats. Well, then just get, get cats out there and get feral cats. It's a natural thing. People should go for that. Ooh, it's the hippie side. But then you're going to occasionally run over a cat. That's going to happen. Or a bus will. You know, yeah. A lot of buses go you know, across Wilshire. Like, you know, something, I mean, that, that, that's the price you pay man you got to get rid of the rats i prefer feral cats to rats yeah. any day of the week because this any rats, day of the week. i'll tell you what this rat stuff is <laughs> it's this angry chelsea fan chelsea was bad a couple weeks and this yeah. dude goes on instagram and he fucking snaps off <laughs> and i got clips of it on a soundboard <laughs> that's good <laughs> Look at this. I mean, he is an absolute phenomenon. Oh, he was great. Like, look he's, at this. Like, I mean, like, people are literally going You look nuts. at his stats and you don't understand why. Because people always put him in one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And he didn't really, because he was a midfielder, so he didn't really score a ton of goals. But yeah. just the shit he facilitated was incredible. And he would run down the pitch. Yeah. Just one-on-one goals. And then he, he just lived the persona. He was, he, his personality was like matched his playing style on the field and he had the big hair and he did cocaine and he wow. probably fucked a lot of whores oh, I, i'm sure Derek. yeah women were throwing themselves like and he got to italy argentinian he got women. to italy oh. in the 80s oh, when italy? italian oh. football was huge at its, dude at berlusconi height. was fucking pumping all sorts of mob money into the economy and shit god berlusconi <laughs> he owned milan but berlusconi like if you want to know what America's going to be like post Trump, look at Italy right now. Okay, that's what's going. I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but 
because Italy's pretty bad. But Berlusconi's a bum. Yeah, look at his handle. I love what they played with those like low top like Adidas cleats. Yep. Classic wear. Yep. So they do military shit. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure yeah, they I mean I mean there's a process. He couldn't handle it. This party probably couldn't handle it. Look at him labor. This is the fascist side of it. It's like we're, we're Italy. <laughs> the Mussolini side, you oh, know, that, that Berlusconi was. You know, I mean <laughs> as much as you want to say how disorganized Italy was, it was fascist. You know, I mean it was the first fascist state, you know. Mussolini he basically just took over the country with like thirty thousand people. That was it. The you know, country had uh, probably had 20, uh, probably even had more than that, probably 30 to 40 million people after this. I think that just illustrates war. how weak Italians are. Well, and, and just, but Hitler adored him. Knock like, over their wine, they'll cry. Like he had like one friend in the world and it was Mussolini. Like literally they were like, he followed his method. Like, ooh, I'm going to do the same thing he did. But he, he just took the ruthlessness to like the nth degree. You know, yeah, I think Hitler didn't get like, I think Mussolini was like, well, the anti-Semitism thing I think was just like, they cracked down some on Jewish people, but it was not like they were handing them over, you know? I don't think. Am I wrong on that, people? Please call me out if I'm wrong on that. Because I, I don't think Jews in Italy, of course, I don't know how many Jews were in Italy, too. Oh, he was like Ricky Henderson, too. I forgot Maradona said he talked to himself in the third person. He was. <laughs> Look at him. He has the Coke sweats and shit like that. <laughs> Ricky Henderson, my favorite athlete of all time, as you know. But yeah, he was definitely, I mean... Look at that jacket. What is he? <laughs> it's like a members only jacket. That dude on the left. That's amazing. He was a classic number 10. 84. What yeah. were you doing in 84? I was 15 years old when this was going on. Were you even so that was the NASL in the like it, it waning died. days? W w that that when I moved from DC to Wisconsin, that's when the NASL ended for me because it just was not a thing there and the league had died. By like 81 or it, it had died. I went to a I went to like four or five NASL soccer games when I was like probably 10 to 12 years old. Where'd they have it? And then, I, didn't I, they I do it? soccer. I played soccer for three years. So I actually played the game. And then didn't you know? they do indoor shit for a while? Oh, yeah. They may have, the Sting. MI was the major indoor soccer league. Yeah. MILS. Yes. Can you hand me the pen? The I, I pen? love that weird like part of... Uh, I love that whole, that weird part of like, we're going to just put it in this small arena like football. It'll be action. And f you know, the, 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 we'll charge them five bucks a ticket just to see people run around. I'm going to pull up some soccer news just to kill two birds with one stone. I'll get your opinion on shit. You love how you're handing me the microphone instead of the weed pen. Hello, Larry. Portland is a long way from LA. Hello, Larry. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta hit me when I got the sound thing up. Sorry, dude. No, you're fine. <clears throat> but yeah, I um. Hey, I didn't get it. Oh, the coming in. You better <laughs> I uh, I didn't get exposed to Maradona until the '86 World Cup. I remember watching the '86 the World miraculous Cup. goal when he handballed the fucking goal in. Well, the hand of God. Yeah. But but though, there's also a. But I remember seeing some plays of his where it was like. Like they were playing Germany, and he was able to like break down. You know, Germany. You know, they're 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 a powerful nation for a reason. They are a well organized. Did you people. watch any international stuff this weekend? Uh you know, they I had didn't, like England, actually. Bulgaria, and all I that didn't. stuff. The Euro oh, was it, qualifiers was, it, was it like for the Euro Cup. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they who, had who uh, who uh, lost? It was a big name. Uh, I don't think anyone had really. Let me go through here. And then they have CONCACAF Nations League out here, which is like the stupid tournament they have to... Because people bitch about friendlies. 
They don't like that. Like, oh, friendly matches interrupt the leagues. Yeah. And they don't mean anything and people get hurt. So then they created the CONCACAF Nations League. And now people are upset that, oh, you have these stupid side tournaments. Like, it's like people want, oh, they don't want any sort of international play during like unless it's a major tournament yeah which i mean you probably could do it just you'd have sloppy soccer everywhere it would take half the fucking tournament for every team to gel yeah yeah uh yeah interesting let's see i'm looking at maradona's moves though well israel beat latvia which actually kind of might be an upset yeah (laughs) the israeli soccer team see that's what's great about the early euro qualifying though is you have like georgia versus gibraltar Sweden versus Spain was tied. Gibraltar as a team? The Faroe Islands versus Malta. That's great. Malta, a key point. Italy in the dusted World War. Liechtenstein. But yeah, so, but the big story of the fucking tournament was the Bulgarian crowd were Nazi saluting during the England game, all the black players, and they were like <sighs> doing monkey chants at Tyrone Mings, and he was like God. stood tall, and they were they were gonna like walk off the pitch, but they decided to stay, and they beat him six to one and shit. Oh, they just destroyed him. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that's good. But people don't realize how racist Europe is. Oh man, we, it's worse than America. Well, I mean, it's that was- vocally worse. <laughs> like out here, you're not gonna get bananas thrown at you. Like in Major League <laughs> Soccer, they don't have. Like in in the it's south, so bad. in the south they don't to s- do that. Like it's comical. Yeah, like to actually do that. It's- Miami, Tampa Bay rowdy fans don't fucking do Nazi salutes in the stands. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I will say. I mean, I, I know I went to a Real Madrid game. I think I told you. I don't think there. I don't think there are any black. Oh, pe- I don't think there are any black players. But I was told like in Spain, there's definitely like people make making loud like monkey noises like, yeah. <laughs> like oh loud, yeah like really loud like 100 percent. you know like, <laughs> like oh my god like not subtle oh and they get deep you know? too like f- the french hate the portuguese for some reason well again th- that's part of my punchline of a joke i'm uh, i'm expanding is like at this point in our post-truth world why not just bring back white on white racism like it's the 1920s again i mean that's how absurd the world has become well, that's why i've decided you know? to hate the greeks <laughs> Hello, Larry. Dude, look at him, dude. He Larry, just chopped up I just, his I knees all day. Ouch! Maradona's getting kicked in the knees and the ankles all day. It's why he did so much cocaine. Their Napoli stadium's disgusting. They still play in that stadium. Really? It looks like a fucking cookie cutter. That's hilarious, dude. Like just an old <laughs> shit stadium. Well, it's like an, the old baseball stadiums, man. Of like. Old See, but I appreciate that about soccer is they just attach to it. Yeah. And they're like these put together weird. Absolutely, dude. No, I was going to sing the praises of it because it's, it's like there's something. It's a throwback to like what it was. There's a certain a certain passion you had to have just to watch the game in shitty seats. I went to stadiums when they were bad still. You know, it's like they aren't bad anymore. There aren't bad stadiums. Albania beat Moldova. I'm just naming obscure fucking Euro qualifying games now. <laughs> Hello, Larry. Oh, he's going to have some fun here. The bowling alley in Naples. Oh, dude. And that's where you see, that's where shit looks foreign to me is like the stuff out there for fun, like kids toys. You're like, that looks so not fun. <laughs> like we had the best. America mm-hmm. killed it at shit to waste your time with oh <laughs> like that's where all what do you think we're doing right now systems <laughs> but that's why everybody loves soccer because that's all they had yeah the toys were yeah. shit you fucking you it's yeah. more entertaining yeah. to play with a soccer ball 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, that, that is a function they of the have, wealth of this country. Yeah. You know, having that much wealth and being able to live that life. You, you we the luxury. were not wealthy and I got good toys. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And they made them cheap, you know. Bread and circus, man. They got to entertain you to distract you from what they're really doing, which is making Cocaine. money hand over fist, you know. And, you know, they've regged it and so they're doing it. But, yeah, in the 80s here... Uh, this was like the waning days of English soccer. England was like falling behind in the transfer market. Like really? the Maradona signing was huge and he got signed for $5 million and yeah. people were like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah. Yeah. It might've even been this less. This is in Naples? Yes. Or, uh, Naples. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. He's coked out of his skull right there. Oh, look at that! How gross that stadium is. That's great. I tell you what, I, I went to the 28 Olympic Stadium in Amsterdam when I was in Amsterdam last year. They had an Olympics there in 1928, and you know they, the Dutch man, they, they know what they're doing because that stadium is completely old and ancient, but they have rehabbed it. It is so fucking cool. It's a great stadium just to walk around it. They got a good like sports drink place there and they have like places you can work out. They have kids events. Like I went in there and there were like 300 kids running around the soccer field. They I think is it Ajax? Is it the team? Ajax. Ajax is Ajax Holland. play there? Oh, no, uh, in the 28 Olympic Stadium? No, did they, they did. They did. Some other team plays. Like, their competition, I think, in, in, in the Netherlands oh, plays there. probably Rotterdam or some shit yeah, like well, that. It's, it's, it's in, but it's, it's in Amsterdam. Maybe it is Ajax. I don't know. I, I, uh, but the point is, that stadium was cool. It's I mean, their training ground there. now. That, 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 that was a neat place. I was glad I went to that. I was walking. I was like, this is a cool area, man. There's, I mean, Europe has got its appeal. God. But this whole know. documentary is just pictures of Maradona geeked out of his mind. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm going to go down the field. I have the ball. It's like it's sticking to my feet. I'm going to go down the field. We would spend morning, afternoon, evening together. I'm sure it's intense. I would pump shark DNA into him. Stem cells. We had stem cells that would make him not drunk. He was drunk usually. We needed to make him sober. <laughs> Yeah, he was insecure. A wonderful boy. Yeah, the coke you know? makes you paranoid. <laughs> he would think people were chasing him on the field. I thought you were turning into Kumail Nagiani <laughs> right there a little bit. You were slipping into it. Adelga Maradona. Oh, man. You know he raped women. Right? Oh, God. Just like jogging hungover, working out hungover, which I've done more than more than once. Look at him vomiting, dude. Oh, he's he puking? Can't. Yeah. He's dry heaving at least. Get this man a yeah. squirt. Yeah, the the idea of pushing yourself to that level, I never wanted to puke. He like he needs that. like arm crutches now to stand. It wasn't worth it. I, I just do it to like sweat my balls off. That's why I work out. All to be the sixth greatest soccer player ever, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, dude, in the eighties, Italy dominated England. Look at where he lived. Because oh, oh, dude, this is where fucking shit is birthed. This is where fucking of course, man. I mean, people, everyone talent is birthed in the ghettos of Argentina and of course, Brazil. Of course, look at this, and then they wonder why there's a freaking Marxist movement in this country. It's because the majority of the country lived this way, you know. Oh yeah, I've I've read a lot of like stories about areas that become like terrorist hotbeds and it all starts because these guerrilla groups like liberate these towns and they're looked at as heroes for a little bit but then because you're like okay you liberated this town but now you have to like you have to run it 
Yeah. And since they're so inexperienced governmentally, it just becomes another dictatorship because they're like, well, we liberated you, but now you have to do what we say. Have you, uh, have you ever read animal farm? It's the other George Orwell book besides 1984. Yeah, where they're like the animals are real yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's a statement about revolution. Isn't the lead character a roach or some yeah, shit oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, a pig, I think. Yeah. 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 It's like, no, no you're, you're, you're thinking of, uh, the Kafka's, uh, of Kafka's Metamorphosis. Is that what no, it? I'm thinking, yeah, that's Metamorphosis, but yeah. I'm also thinking of the Applegates with Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> Ooh, so they, they, they thief that from a Kafka? It's Kafka. about a family that turns into flies. God. Or so, just like bug creatures. <laughs> so what my point is, is um, before we went off on this tangent about uh, um, bug creatures and what, what was it again? Damn it! Wait, wait, let's go back. It was a good point. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry, dude. I'm losing it. I mean, he was, but he was definitely like a All right, respected. We're back. Like themes of alienation were like really captured well by him. Like the modern world and a lot of its anxieties were very much captured, I guess, by his writing. They say anyway. But um, but if animal food, look at him about- making out with strangers and shit like Bono. Bono kissed my mom. <laughs> Bono sexually assaulted my mother. <laughs> is he? Is I'm he seeing his family? Right, now, right is, here, right is he now. Seeing his family. I don't know, but he's fucking rubbing the backs of their heads. Why, like I, Joe I, Biden? I, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure it's his entire family because again, it, it, it is the. It's the same, you know, <coughs> motif of like you know you got to get them out of the ghetto. But what does that ultimately mean? In the ghetto. The Elvis song in the ghetto. And early one day the bongo. It's about Chicago. No shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's oh outside yeah, of little Chicago. I was born in the ghetto. The ghetto. That was one. That's like a late Elvis hit. Oh, he that was fucking on pills. It's that same era. <laughs> Every American should go to Graceland. I've been to Graceland, and I am proud of that fact. I loved it. It's, really? It's, honestly, dude, Memphis is a cool city for a weekend. For a long weekend. Well, yeah, but that's not just Graceland. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't just do Graceland. Yeah, you do Graceland man. once, and then you do the Civil Rights Museum, then you go to Don't Beale they have Street. Tin- Isn't it like just how Elvis left it? Like there's cocaine out and just like crushed up <laughs> pills? No, no, but but it is all of the interior design. <laughs> because the fact that they made that choice, all of the interior design is like the same, like Should shag like carpeting. And like, like. He had this, he, he recorded his last two albums in his living room. She's in his living room with the musicians. Oh, it, just it, probably uh, fat and it, it, sweating. And, and like in, in the jungle room. The jungle room was all Angora. Like, you know, an Angora sweater, that real kind of long, wispy. I love like, how like, the jungle room was you know? all pictures of <laughs> no, racist no, characters. Not at all. Yeah, but but he, uh, you go through all the rooms. First off, the house you go to, he bought it from. Is a, it not that big? It's really not that big. Because, again, you think, and, you know, Elvis was obviously Elvis, but th- that's how. If it was now, he would have like lands or estates. That's, how much, that's money, how much the rich have rigged things. I wonder how much you know? money he actually had at the time of his death. Ten million dollars his estate was. No worth. shit. So he was like loaded. He, but his death generated but, more. Oh, 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 Priscilla Presley has taken over his estate. Generational wealth turned it into, I think, worth hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. I could be wrong. We should look it up to see. But I, she's handled it very well. And uh, but you go in there, and it's just, you know, it's like a. Eight room house. It's not really that big. Presley what's also estate m- net worth. W- what's yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's also uh, um, were, or what's weird about it is that <laughs> he had a great aunt who lived in the second floor while it was a museum. 
Like she just lived in the until like the late '80s or early '90s. Like for a while, she still lived there. And dude, that place gets—it's one of the most popular tourist destinations on the planet. Certainly in the country. Certainly in the country, millions of people go. Millions of people go to Graceland. When I went there, there were. I don't know, 800 people at Graceland, 600 people at Graceland going through it. I went there with my girlfriend at the time, and it was like we paid, like, for the, there's five levels of tours you do. You can do a platinum tour, a gold tour, 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 a silver entry, whatever. We did the gold tour. I didn't do platinum. I did gold, the second highest one. I didn't do platinum because platinum, the only difference was you get to ride his horses, like the ho- the progeny of his horses. That's that's the main difference. And it was like 30 bucks more. Oh, it's more. like the generational line. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But what I did, you got to tour the Lisa Marie. You went into his private jet. You went into it. There's a sub museum they've made across the street, which is like Elvis and fashion. Like they've upped it a little bit and made didn't it like. he marry his wife when she was like 12 what well it's not jerry lee lewis but he met he met her when he was uh he when he was uh, i think in the military i believe and she oh, was war a time, man you know and she was like the you know the daughter of like a general who was like 14 or 16 years old and i, she I don't was think a, she was a daughter of a genital <laughs> no 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 i don't know if he said that but 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 I think that they, I don't know what the whole story is, but they married in 1966. Now that Lisa Marie, she was the tough. jets. Amazing. She was tough. all you need to know, man. I still have my Graceland T-shirt from a, a, nine years ago. I was bad. running loose, and her pussy was tight. <laughs> I'm doing the shake with my if, hands. If you also, <laughs> if you go to uh, the one museum that we went through too, which is great, which is all of his films, all 31 films. Diego Maradona always looks like he just got out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he just take. He's, he's young there. God, yeah. he looks so. He is obese now. He's morbidly. He's really he's, fat. And he, he needs arm crutches to stand like a fucking like he's got fucking really. Uh, He's got multiple sclerosis. Like, like he's FDR his or something like are, that? His knees are gone. Jesus Christ. And he's so fat. Oh, and he just screams. Sad. He gets hammered. He was fucking nodding off at the oh. last Argentina World Cup game. Yeah. While, while coaching? <laughs> no, he coaches some weird Mexican team. All right, so Lisa Marie Presley, the 51-year-old singer's uh, net worth is just $16 million. Oh. This after she squandered her father's $100 million fortune on bad investments. Wow. What a dumb bitch. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, here's the problem. If you make a lot of money here, let's say you do get, you're lucky enough to make a lot of money, you know, uh, you can get exploited here pretty easy by other scumbags, you know? <laughs> it can happen. Cubs Network is going to be called the Marquee Sports Network. Oh, is that that they're actually they're going to do their network? Like it's yeah. actually going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, when does it air? <clears throat> uh, I just so the Marquee Sports Network announced a multi-year agreement with AT and T that ensures Cubs TV channel will be available on Direct TV UVerse and AT and T TV when it launches in February of 2020. Uh, yeah, they're fucking doing it. Man, Marquee will be the exclusive TV home to all Cubs games, which uh, the team controls the rights in what Major League Baseball has designated Jesus. as its TV territory. You know, <sighs> Sinclair Broadcast Group, the team's partner in Marquee Sports. Oh, you, you, Sinclair is like worse than Fox News. They're terrible. They're awful right wing propagandists. They're awful human beings. Yeah, they're not good. Got but you know, baby. But you know, it is whatever you want to say about them, boy. They own I, Ring of Honor, the wrestling 
company too. What I give them credit on, what I give them credit on, they, I mean, they knew the direction of the sport and, and getting Epstein and, and redoing all the real estate there. Boy, they, they've stuck to their fucking five. My mom's got Uverse too, so she'll get it. I mean, they are worth, they're going to be worth billions. Who, the Cubs? Dollars. Yes, billions. I mean, oh, we need it. We need the fucking cash. Oh, it's God crazy. damn oh, it. Man, that's rough. There's a dead body in a car. Was, was Maradona with him or something like that? Or was it some, or was it a guy who played for him? They put me on a scooter. Oh, was it a, like a player you played with? I don't know. Had a gun beside it. It all looked like something of an untouchable as Al Capone. Probably some Argentinian mob shit. So there, oh, oh well, no, I think it's, I think it may be when it was in Italy. Yeah. Down there, dude. Legit mafia shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the black hand is real down there. <laughs> like, like, it ain't no fucking joke. <laughs> they originated it there, you know? Uh, I mean, but every every society has organized crime. Fuck, I mean, half a business is organized crime. It's all just... The this, black you hand. Know, the, you know what I mean? That's what it is, though, man. Ooh, look at that ass. Oh, I know. Yeah, he, of course, he's going to have a very cute girlfriend. Oh, look at yeah, that. Claudia Villafane. She didn't have huge boobs, that's for oh, sure. You know, but she was blonde. I'm sure it was like... My mother had blonde hair. No, no, I think it was like... Look, like he's got a clay court like it's the French Open. I got a buddy who has a clay court in, in, in Iowa <clears throat> that he set up. It's, it's sweet. I've, held, I've helped him put the uh, clay down once. Dude, this was the era of having the high fluffy socks in your workout shoes. Oh, yeah. Like I, I had those. The Jennifer Beals or whatever the fuck oh, flash yeah. dance shit. Uh, leg warmers. Yeah. Did, did, did. I remember in 1981. Flash dance was a big movie, right? Oh, flash dance was huge. Summer, summer of 83. Joe Esterhaus real first six wrote string. that, I believe. Um, excuse me? You brought your first real six string in the summer no. of 85. <laughs> no, it was 80. She's cute. Yeah, she had nice Yeah, no bags. shit. She's a fucking model. Yeah, absolutely. You think he was fucking regular people at this point? <laughs> 80s models. <laughs> he probably only finished on regular people <laughs> like I'm here to fuck my model girlfriend and I will come on a normal person oh, nine years earlier oh he had a girlfriend nine years earlier oh yeah oh, oh 15 I, year old yeah, yeah but he was he was 16 uh, he probably knocked her okay. up probably know? hey my mom was very, very jealous. Oh, we got a fucking reverse Oedipal thing here. Oh, God. I wanted to touch him. But it's it's like... Look at those teeth, dude. People had terrible teeth back then. Well, it, they didn't... Well, especially down there. You, you, I'm sure they do now. You didn't have orthodontics. If I, if I wouldn't have orthodontics, man, I would have terrible teeth. Terrible, terrible teeth. I'm, I'm lucky. I had a big gap, a David Letterman gap between my two front teeth. You know, but did you get work done? Oh, yeah. I had half of my teeth were pulled, and then the ones when that came was back. This? this was in the mid late seventies. Half of my teeth got pulled. How I much school did you miss? Jacked. That must have been dope. I, I, I mean, I, well, I, I remember I finally had to go back. My family was <laughs> hard ass. You know, you're gonna go to school. Um, and then I, uh, <laughs> um, no, say about getting the uh, the Novocaine and all that taken out. It was just. Uh, uh, but then I had orthodontics. I, I had three years of bra- old metal braces from 70, 79 to 82. But I got them off in 82. And you know something? Uh, my teeth have been... I had, I had a very good orthodontist. Very good orthodontist. You know? 
so I was lucky that my teeth are very straight. And, and, I, and I, wore a, I wore a retainer into my early That's when 20s. you know you got a little money when you have access to an orthodontist. Oh, absolutely. No, I, that, that, that is a, that's the reason why they don't have good teeth. Look at this. Is he with Grace He's Jones? He's down, dude. I don't know, but that is a... Whoa, man. That woman had look nice at those. There you go. Look at those nips popping out of that oh, dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, oh. he is just... Yeah, he's slaying all over women. He fucked all those girls. He's he's in a group of women. He's got lipstick all over I his mean, face. Yeah, he's happy. <laughs> he had so much AIDS sex in the eighties, dude. Well, yeah, he probably just... fucked in vineyards. I mean, Naples is wine country, right? It's a good point. Yeah, probably it, it is the toe. I think of the of uh, of the boot. It's not Sicily. It's the toe, I believe. It's not collaborative. Why do they have to keep verifying the ages that he fucked these girls at? <laughs> Who cares? I, well, I think it's, you know, it's just, uh, they want to make sure you don't she think she's 21. too young. Even, you know, yeah. It, it, this is a post uh, Me Even Too during world. the documentary, they were like, look, if you're going to talk about these exploits, you got to tell us how old these girls were because we can't find out they were 12, Diego. I'm so out of touch. That's how out of touch I am and how, how non-alpha I am with women. I'm so out of touch that just like, you know, I think a lot of these men back in the day, even just like 50 years ago in this country, if you wanted a 16-year-old, you just got a 16-year-old. You just did that. That was like the right of being a man. And, and I didn't even realize that that was even a thing that, that was a, a thing. I, I mean, I guess that's how naive I was. You know, it's like, and then I realized, no, that's just, it's been that way forever. There's, it's just the first time there's been laws. And now it's like part of the Me Too thing. Okay, we have to start enforcing this. It's like, this is still going Precious, on. That's what our father of the law. referred to as being the man of the house. Yeah, man. My, my father uh, had many affairs behind my mom's back. Oh, I think my, gra my grandpa cheated on my grandma too. I knew, listen, this is a but crazy But my story. dad thought everybody was, my dad thought all women were whores. So I, I come from skewed logic. Of in that well, sense. that's, I, I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're alone, Keith. I, I think there's a lot of people who were grown up with or grew up with that. You know, I, I did not. I unfortunately had a mom who was reacting to all of that I remember in a hyper vitriolic way. I remember you know? always being so calmly, look yeah. at Mexico 86. This was like I, I a watched huge this. World Cup. I remember watching this. I mean, yeah, because some of his moves are, are, you know, and this is, he just, this is, I mean, this is his true height, you know, where he's, he's truly great, you know. Dude, he's just running through these tackles like yeah, a goddamn beast. Well, he was kind of solid built, too. You know what I mean? He was like a little... He was a little fire plug. Yep. little coked up fire plug. He cut the fro down. That was probably a big, big point in his life. See, he's getting to the end of his career here, though. This is, he needs this yep. World Cup. Yep. Well, I mean, this is what, this is what made him. You know, this is what made us. We wouldn't be watching this right now if they don't win. Do you, the World Cup. as someone, I think you'd be a good v evaluator of this. Do you actually give a fuck about the World Cup, or do you just get excited about the surroundings? Like, do you get excited that other people get excited? You know, uh, I actually. This is the truth. I actually take an interest in some of the teams. Yeah. I, well, I, you I, texted I, me recently that you think the Bundesliga is the best league in the world. <sighs> You know, I, I again, I go back to my old school. I played it for three years from 1979 to 1981, okay? But it was, I, I grew up in a soccer area. Like, our high school soccer team was very good. I, had, I was good friends with guys who were good at soccer. Like, they started on the high, they played some college soccer, too. I had some exposure to it. Went to a lot of NASL games, all these qualifying statements. I... I don't understand what Ooh, makes they're a good cutting player. up a lot of meat, dude. Yeah, well, you know, These fuckers I, were on keto hard. Exactly, and red wine. I like that. Get a little red wine, dude. It's Italy. Two or three it's glasses. It's fucking of Italy, it, dude. You know? Oh, even in England, 
these teams would go to the fucking bars and have pints together and shit. They would fucking that would be a scandal nowadays if you found out a manager was drinking alcohol with his employees. They're probably talking about raping women. Why is that? Why is that bad? I, I, that's what I liked about '70s sports and '80s sports. It just you know it, it's because it wasn't just so, so corporatized much ass and fucking coke flying but around. No, it was also like you drank beers with the guys after a game. You know, you, you did that. You, other guys on their team, you got together with them, and it wasn't like called your sons pussies. I'm sure. Dude, my dad called me a pussy. I'm to sure my those face. guys were bird dogging chicks left. Dude, his, right. na- his dad's name is Don Diego Maradona. This guy. Whatever you think Diego Maradona's faults are, this guy had them times a hundred. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine life. how racist Don Diego Maradona was? Probably. Yeah. All he cares about is meat on his grill. He doesn't want fucking. <laughs> and he probably hates Americans. He especially hates Black Americans. Making meat—that's what you do. Well, that's also Didn't a sign speak of success, a lick man. Of fucking English. No, of course not. But um, that's pure confusion on his face. But with the Bundesliga, I have a big long thing I went off with the Bundesliga. Just watching it, you know, I, they always have Bayern Munich, and they're always playing like—is it Tondheim or is it the, or there's someone? Or there's always like there. So they always show Bayern Munich, and when I compare it to the to the Premier League, Dortmund is the Dortmund is big yeah, team. They're they're always on too. Um, you know, the, the, the Premier League, they kick the ball in the air Look a lot. how sour these British fuckers they, are. <laughs> you guys stink, you pasty fucks. <laughs> Just totally hostile jerks. <laughs> oh, was there a war? Oh, oh, oh this was the Falklands. Hell yeah, dude. There's this all sorts the of Falklands. fascism going on in Argentina. Yeah, this, this was point. the Falklands. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they played England. This was all Reagan, right? Well no, well, no, this was England actually invaded the Falkland Islands off of Argentina oh, yeah. because Argentina took it over. And that was Thatcher. Her popularity was, she was in, in doubt a little bit and they had a good war. The U.S. actually advised against it because they were concerned about it having, uh, disturbing the Cold War stuff. And she was like, no, we're going to do it. And then she did it. The Iron Lady proving to the was, world that was she England fat? was still, she was a battle axe. <laughs> You know, but isn't she like? Aren't there people like that are mixed on her? She's she's a right. Her and Reagan were connected at the hip. She's a right wing. See, I clown. think that's what it is. I think she has like the same love Reagan has from people on the right. Thatcher. Oh, 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 absolutely. Like they think she's a hero. She saved it from like unions having too much power and you know some sort of perceived socialism. At the same time, England before she came in had a really fucked up economy. There were some real problems. Like some, str- I mean, the strikes there from the time that she came in to when she left, she was a prime minister for twelve years from seventy nine to ninety one. The British economy grew by twenty five percent. That's a substantial increase in the size of your economy. If that's a standard you have for being economically healthy, which people debate that, why is GDP the measure of like the most dominant country? America's yeah, about, you know, why can't you measure the value of our dreams and our hopes? <laughs> yeah, th- that lie. But just other ways of measuring. Sort there of, it is, handball, you cock. Yep. I knew it was my hint. Doing yeah. the wrong. Look at that face, man. That's yeah. He's in it. He's that's the face of like, oh my god, my hand's touching it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he handballed the fuck. Yeah. If they had VAR, that would come back so hard, and it would be so controversial and great. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, they had glitter in the numbers. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. You see, yeah, the guy's yelling about it. Oh, they're furious. Dude. Is, is, uh, are they playing England? I th- is that, was this against think England? So it well, might uh, be against Italy. Well, no, but look at those uniforms. They look British. They had a pasty asshole. Which look about them. What was this, 85? 
It's 86. It's the World 86 Cup. 86 World Cup final. No, the final was against Germany. I think this might have been the, uh, the, the semifinal. This is what got them to the, the final. Man, look how good he was with the ball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the ball was, he just knew how to handle it. You know, his handle was exceptionally well, it was exceptionally good. Yeah, it's like then, I mean, then it was that, you know. That I was him the, just taking hate, it coast to coast. I hate the accentuated goal call. It's so hack at this point because all the announcers in Mexico do it. Like oh, yeah. all of them in South America do it. It's not just one guy. I always thought it was just one guy when I was a kid. Yeah. I was so spoiled when I found out it wasn't. 86 FIFA World Cup. I will say, so like I watch, and I like watching different styles. The German League, they keep, you know what they do with the German League? They kick the ball to a spot and run after it. Versus, I feel like we watch the Premier League. It's like zone shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you have kind of a region of the field yeah. that you're kind of, it's very Germanic. It's very analytical. But but I, I got to admit it, watching it, it hit me a little bit better than the Premier League. The Premier League has got some amazing talent, you know, and they kick the ball super fun. I mean, it, it's like the big, the long game is played a lot well, there. Well, and here's what's interesting about in, the Premier League is I think the Premier League does have the best players. Yeah. Like pound The individuals pound. can shine in the Premier League, absolutely. Well, it's, it's a star-driven league, too, very much so. But, like, the style of play is very rigid. Like, in Spain, they care more about flair. Yeah. Uh, and in Germany, kind of the same thing. Germany's kind of just about, like, it's a fan experience <laughs> over anything. I, I, Germany's I, where all the flares are and shit in the <laughs> crowd and the banners. Like, if you look at the crowds. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that European side of, like... But, like, I mean... Just oh, a bunch yeah. of wild krauts all caged up. <laughs> you know, drinking a lot of booze, I'm sure. You know, so... I tell you what, though, dude, I think I'm running out of steam right now. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, we can run uh, How long do you do a show for? We, we did a show for... This one, the total recording is hour and 23. Yeah. But I could nip it I down. I was going to say... Cool. All right. All right, man. All right. Good time. All right. Good Thanks, to record guys. Again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> See ya.